1: Hi, it's James Martell here, and welcome to edition number 369 of the Affiliate Buzz, where we've been keeping affiliates inspired, informed, and motivated to succeed with affiliate programs since 2003. For those of you joining us live here at Webmaster Radio, it's great to have you with us. If you are joining us through a podcast on your smartphone, tablet, computer, or Wi-Fi radio, a very special welcome to you as well. Arlene is away today. She's uh, actually recovering from a little bit of surgery. No worries, everything's good. And uh, but not to worry, I got a very special guest joining us today, and Andre Minkoff, uh, intellectual property lawyer with some 20 years of experience. And today we'll be talking about something that I think is going to be very interesting: trademark registration. What authors, entrepreneurs, and business owners need to know about protecting their intellectual property. We'll talk about what is a trademark and what should a business owner actually protect when should someone register a trademark, the costs involved. Uh, We'll also talk about common trademarking myths and ripoffs and a lot more. And then when we're done with that, as usual, we'll jump into the speed round and then we'll wrap things up with a little dream building and talks of trips and travel and lifestyle. Now, Andre is a best-selling author. Uh, He's the author of The Ultimate Insider's Guide to Intellectual Property. He's helped literally hundreds of authors, including J.K. Rowling, solo entrepreneurs, local and web startups, and corporate giants including Apple, Microsoft, Sony, Ford, and DreamWorks. Andre, welcome to the Affiliate Buzz.
3: Hi, James. Great to be here. Thank you.
1: You and I actually had a chance to meet up for the very first time. Uh, You were downtown speaking at an event, uh, actually Dan Locke's event, called the Vancouver Entrepreneurs Group, of course. And you did a you did a talk what dan what Dan calls his ten k talk where you essentially shared a ten thousand dollar strategy in ten minutes so I know this is going to be a, a great conversation today because I had a chance to sit through and and just listen to you for ten minutes talk about this whole area of uh, trademarking and protecting uh, intellectual property but bef- before we get into that, would you please uh share your personal story and Talk about the first venture into into intellectual property that you had when you represented your father against uh, a radio station that was unlawfully using his music.
3: Well, you kind of told half the story already. But <laughs> uh, Well, here's the thing, right? Uh, you t- you're right when you said that I've been an IP lawyer for uh, 20 years. 13 years out of that was in Russia where I was born, and uh, that's where I started my career. And so it was my first law school there and really didn't like it all that much, didn't see myself in the future as a lawyer until one day my dad, who was a famous composer there, he heard his music on the radio advertising Samsung, and nobody asked him if that was okay with him. So he called the radio station and told them that they can't just take his music and do whatever the hell they want with it. And uh, they told him essentially to sh- sit down, shut up, and uh, be very grateful that they're making him even more famous. <laughs> uh, no, it didn't really sit well with him. He wasn't very happy. So he told them to you know wait f- to-, to see him in court. So he slams down the phone and the next thought he has is okay who's going to take this to court because at that point Russia was just transitioning from being a socialist country to a whatever <laughs> it became <laughs> but at least the copyright laws changed from being you know laws where authors had virtually no rights to laws that are very similar to what we have here in Canada and the US. So there was not there weren't a lot of lawyers who had experience in this. So he came to me and said, do you want to take this to court? And I had zero experience with copyright. I had no idea how, what to do in a courtroom. Uh, and I said, sure, let's do it. So I was building the plane as I flew it. And so we took this to court. I ripped them apart. And then they bought the judge and we lost the case. Mm. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> That's
1: I, kind of a tough one.
3: You know what? I remember this as if, this was yesterday. I was sitting in my room, all screwed up, and my dad, my dad came in the room and said, so what are you going to do now? And I said, I don't know. I did everything I could. I have no idea what I should have done any better, and we have this idiotic decision that I really don't know how to make any sense of. And he says, if you're not going to appeal this, you should quit your law school and find yourself another profession. I will remember these words till the day I die. Mm. And uh, you know, we did appeal. We lost the appeal. We appealed again, all the way up to one instance short of Supreme Court of Russia. And mind you, that's my very first case, right? Going all the way up. (laughs) So we 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 won there. And uh, in the process, I became really knowledgeable about this thing, and also very passionate because I understand what losing, uh, you know, your ideas, losing your work means to people who come up with this stuff, and you know, the other side of that coin to me is that, uh, you know, all the stuff that surrounds us today, you know, the internet, the movies, the music, the books, software, all of this, there was somebody, there was some bright mind, some someone's talent who came up with all this. And the least we can do to acknowledge this and say a big thank you is not to steal from those people without whom we'd have none of this. So I I became an IP lawyer and that's really the only area of law that I am passionate about. So when I came to Canada seven years ago, seven and a half years ago now, and I had to go back to law school, I said to myself, okay, what you want to do is still, you're still spending three more years in law school. Why don't you be open-minded about all other areas of law because you may you know be missing on something that's even more exciting. And you know what? It was very similar to to the experience I had in Russia. I didn't like it all that much. But as soon as the, the course had anything to do with intellectual property, my eyes lit up and I was really, really passionate about <laughs> this. So I'm very happy that now that I have my Canadian lawyer license, I am running my own law firm that does you know intellectual property and trademarks in particular you know i'm i'm back to doing things i like to do best and very happy with that
1: that's terrific now of course uh, as you said you're in canada i'm in canada and we have listeners of course in canada but also many listeners are in the us uh, the uk and in other countries so how is this information that we're going to talk about how is it going to apply to other countries is it is it very similar from jurisdiction to jurisdiction
3: uh well we're not going to discuss little minute details uh, that may be different from country to country. But uh, intellectual property is uh, one of the few areas of law that is very much internationalized because there are so many international treaties that make it easier for business businesses from one country to get the same level of protection in all other countries that – uh, pretty much everything that I will say will uh, be relevant to to you wherever you are whether it 's canada u s whether it 's europe whether it 's u k doesn 't matter uh, like i said there there are little things that are different, and uh we know you know most of them how they 're different and you know but at this level of this uh conversation you really should should assume that everything is the same
1: terrific so let's let's start out at the beginning then so let's let's start off with the question of what is a trademark and what should a business owner protect?
3: okay uh, I'll give you a really oversimplified idea of what trademarks actually are, okay so mm-hmm. a trademark is anything that identifies you in the marketplace, so something that allows your customers to tell you apart from everybody else who does exactly the same thing. And if you're the only one who does it, so it still has to be able to allow your customers to tell you apart from everybody else who may want to do the same thing. So I typically name five things that you should be thinking about. So it's the name of your business, it's names of your products, names of your services, logos that you use to identify your business products and services and taglines that, ide- that you use to identify your business products and services. So name of product, name of service, name of company, logos and taglines.
1: So when, when should someone uh, register? So they've got businesses going, maybe they're an existing business, they've never thought of this. Maybe there's somebody who's, who's brand new and are just kind of curious about protecting it. When, when should somebody really consider doing this?
3: So you should do it as soon as you yourself realize that there may be some value in the brand if your business becomes successful. And this is really not even legal advice. This is more of... Just general business development thing and self worth thing, and I've you know met, I've met with thousands of business owners, and it's a similar story all the time. Uh, a lot of business owners, especially the ones who are just starting out, uh, have this idea that oh well we're going to wait till we become successful and then we're going to deal with this. This is not how all successful business. Businesses work uh, and the the, the the flaw with this thinking is that most business owners who think that uh, really they don 't believe that they deserve to have a really successful business. They do just enough not to fail, and with that mentality, yes, I would agree a trademark is, is is not something that you want to deal with but Every successful business started with an idea that the owner had that it may actually grow into something really successful. And if you have that mentality, then you would quickly see that a brand is one of the most valuable assets of every successful business. I just look around you. All of those things that we buy because of the brand—they're they, all trademarked, mm. right? And uh, so you must not make trademarking decisions based on based on where your business is today. Uh, you must make these decisions based on where your business will be if it's successful as you hope it might become it's like riding a bike right you can't ride a bike if all you do is look down <laughs> on your feet turning the pedals right you're not going to go you're not going to get anywhere other than on the ground uh you need to look where you're going same thing with trademarks and uh so the, the best example that i was uh able to find was coca-cola all right? so uh Their their brand, just their brand alone, not their factories, not their distribution, nothing. Just the brand is worth eighty billion dollars today. Incredible, right? Uh, And uh, what they did is they trademarked it in nineteen eighty, no, eighteen ninety two. So eighteen ninety two, they trademarked it just a few days after they incorporated the company, and this was also the year when they were selling nine bottles a day. Right? wow! So I call it a lemonade stand with a dream. right? <laughs> they knew that if they are able to build this into something, not even remotely close to the giant that it became, but it, they knew that if they are able to build this into something successful and the market is going to uh, you know, confirm that what they came up with is, is, is great, uh, then the brand... Will be extremely valuable. it will be really why people are buying uh, coca cola compared to everything else right and they they trademarked it because they had the vision they had belief that they deserve to become a, a big success. Could they have failed absolutely, but you don 't want to give your you, you don 't want to be in the situation where it 's a lose lose right either You lose because nobody wants to buy your stuff or you lose because you kind of start getting up there, but then somebody steals your brand and you have to start all over again. But you want to at least have a chance of securing that asset for you. So you want to be the first person on the planet who thinks that if this gets somewhere, this will be valuable.
1: Right? So, so, let me let me ask you this then, because I, I've actually probably stumbled into this problem myself, and I, I know this is a common question that I get when it comes to domain names and stuff. But when it comes to trademarks, should or trademarking should the should the brand or the trademark describe the product or the service?
3: Uh, no, actually, uh, the general rule is that descriptive trademarks the trademarks that describe a function or a characteristic or a feature of what you do cannot be registered as trademarks, so for example, you can't trademark uh, collar printers or you know fast cars or you know best uh, realtor in Calgary uh, none of that really. Distinguishes you from everybody else who does the same thing, right? Remember what the function of a trademark is. Uh, just saying, "Oh, tr- Calgary Realtor" is going to be my trademark, or "Yelltown Vacuum Cleaners." You know, uh, it 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 really does not distinguish you from anybody, from everybody else who may want to do the same thing. So, if you had a competitor in the same area and there were also realtors in Calgary, what what you would be getting? Uh, if If you're allowed to trademark trademark that is a monopoly on the actual service or the actual product, and the function of a trademark is not to give you that monopoly so trademark don 't give you the monopoly over the name itself they give you the monopoly over the association between what you do and uh, between the name and particular products and services right so the the the, the The short answer to your question is no, it's not a good idea to uh, come up with descriptive brands because uh, you can't protect them because anybody who does the same thing has exactly the same right to use that. And just because you thought, oh, it would be nice to claim that to myself doesn't work. You have to have something unique about that brand. Uh, It could be uh, a coined name or a a smart wordplay or it could be a logo, it could be a you know nice tagline uh that people will think, "Oh, it's that vacuum cleaner, it's that real estate agent it's that you know doesn't it's that accountant sure. right so
1: it's that motel, it's like the motel six tagline. Exactly. I love it. We'll leave yeah. the light on, what a brilliant tagline, yeah. Yeah. So so let's you know we're going to be up against a break here in a couple minutes. So before before we do that, I guess we got about 3 minutes here and you know after the break we'll talk about you know things like how long it takes to get a trademark and if you should do it yourself and that or can do it yourself. Before we do that, though, let's let's cover off the money part of it cuz I would imagine a lot of people would think a trademark or going through this process is very expensive. So what should someone budget?
3: Well, it really depends how you do it, but let me start with this uh Idea that trademarking is very expensive. Um, it isn't, right? It's 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 only it's 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 not about the the cost. It's about the value, right? And probably we, we don't have you know enough time for me to walk you through the whole thing. And we should probably you know resume after the break. But the general idea is this: uh, think, just go back to Coca Cola example, right? Is there an amount of money that they think would be too expensive for them back in 1892 to own something that's not that's now worth 80 billion dollars right no. it's 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 really again not about oh you know let's try to save a few hundred dollars here and not do it it, it th- th- this is not how uh successful businesses operate so um the what what is expensive is you know, wasting your, your your time and money trying to build a brand that can't be taken away from you. That's expensive. Uh, you know, having to rebrand because you came up with a name that somebody already has uh, because you didn't look into trademarking. That's expensive. You know, having to reprint or, and, and your business cards, change your uh, the signage, your, your company cards – All of that is expensive. Uh, Filing for a trademark, you know, even if you use the most expensive law firm on the planet to do that, uh, it's not expensive compared to the value that uh, a trademark will have for a successful business. And again, can the money be wasted if the business flops? Yes, but you know, we spend so much money uh, trying to. Put our business on on the right track, you know the the the, the trade shows, Google Ads, all of that stuff. Uh, we don't really complain that that, that was that, that was wasted because we do this with the hope and belief that you know it it could result in something that will work, right? You bet. Like I have personally registered a ton of domain names. And, 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 and Granted, I understand domain names are much cheaper and, and quicker and simpler <laughs> than, than trademarks, but do I use them all? No. Can some of them become really valuable? Yes, that's why I do it. I, I have taken part in a bunch of trade shows. Some of them worked out, some of them didn't. But if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have never been able to tell what works and what doesn't that's what testing is all about and trademark is really not even about testing it's about making sure that if everything else that you do in your business brings the result that you want then you are protected to make sure that you can license your brand you can franchise your brand you can sell your brand and then and you, and then and you can tell anybody else who's your competitor uh, to stay away from even thinking about stealing your brand that's what trademarking is about so is it expensive not really and let's let's discuss the you know the 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 details about you know what the costs are and the process probably after the break good you enough bet.
1: absolutely so i'm here with Andre minkoff and he's the best-selling author of the ultimate insider's guide to intellectual property
2: we'll be right back
0: More affiliate buzz coming up after we hear from
2: our sponsors. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. as well as an A rating by the Better Business Bureau. For reach, engagement, and conversion, it's all inclusive marketing. Reserve a free consultation today at allinclusivemarketingcom radio. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click and it's live in real time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click and it's live in real time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point click and it's live in real time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to Rumble? Visit www.rumble.me.
0: Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz on webmasterradio.fm. Here's James and Arlene.
1: Arlene is away today. However, I'm here with Andre Minkoff, the best selling author of The Ultimate Insider's Guide to Intellectual Property. Uh, Andre, let's let's do this. Let's let's come back to budget and costs. Uh, you know, in a little bit, Let, let's talk about if we could. What what is the process here? You know, what 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 does it take to actually get registered?
3: Okay, yeah, let's start there. So essentially, there are seven big steps. First, you do a search to determine if the trademark is even registrable. Something that can be done. Uh, then the second step is when you draft and file the application with the trademarks office, and at this time you have to pay the government filing fee. And uh, so the third step is when the trademarks office acknowledges that they received your application. Typically, the time frame between filing and formalizing how it's called your application is very short. You know, it could be hours or days. Mm-hmm. And then. In several months, so in the U.S. it takes typically four months, in Canada about seven or eight months, uh, the trademark examiner is going to look – a trademark examiner is somebody at the trademarks office who looks at your application. So they'll have a look, and one of the two things are, are, uh, is going to happen. Either they're going to approve your application, which means that uh, they looked at it and decided that everything is good to go, or – they will issue what 's called an office action, which means that they found something they don't like about your application okay. right and If you get this office action, uh, you have several several attempts to either fix the application or try to convince the examiner that the application is fine uh, or sometimes uh happens that you understand that the trademark examiner is right and really you, you can't do much and you have to abandon your application. But let's assume, was uh, an office action, you were able to convince the examiner and finally the the uh, trademark application is approved. Then the next step is that your trademark application is published or how it's called in Canada, advertised uh, in a journal or a, or, or, or a newspaper um, that, Somehow everybody's supposed to read. So the assumption is the public uh, have has access to that and can find out everything about all the trademarks being filed. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's published there for several months, and during this period, anybody can that has uh, an interest uh, may request the trademarks office not to give you that trademark. It's called opposition. Uh, okay. so the the opposition period is typically a couple of months and um sorry my and and, and that one does differ from country to country okay. um if nobody opposes your mark or if uh somebody did oppose and then you won uh what 's happening then the trademarks office will allow your trademark uh and then once you pay the final fee or once you've proven to the trademarks office that you've started using the trademark, uh, and the trademark will be registered. So the the whole process in the States takes about 13, 14 months, about 18 months in Canada. So it's a long wow. process. That's not like a domain name, uh, like I said. Uh, and all of those steps, really, there are a lot of variables, a lot of moving parts and uh, uh, you really want to make sure that you have somebody uh, who knows what they're doing doing this for you because, the, 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 again, we meet a lot of people who think, oh, we'll file our own application just trying to save uh, on professionals, and if something goes wrong, they're going to fix it. Uh, sometimes it works. Uh, but sometimes it doesn 't sometimes you mess up your application so badly that not only uh, can we not fix that application it 's actually very unlikely that you could protect that brand even with a completely new application because of all of the disclosures that you 've made to the trademarks office and all of that is um, is public record so we had a client you know or, or somebody who thought they Who's somebody who considered becoming our client, right? We mm-hmm. spent about a time, a bunch of time with them, did their search for them, all of that stuff, and in the end of the day, they decided to file themselves. And there was their mark was actually on the verge of being descriptive. Yeah. And remember what we discussed that it could that descriptive marks are not registrable. So so we knew how we could file it in a way that the. The accusation of the mark being descriptive would be minimized; would have been minimized, and uh, we were feeling pretty strong about being able to succeed with that application. But they wanted to do it themselves, and the way they filed is they 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 they, they made sure that any way you look at the application, you'd know exactly that it's descriptive because they had the. The list of goods and services in that application, fully describing what the 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 trademark itself was, and so when inevitably the uh, they got the office action, he said, "Well, can you help me with that? You know, I'm happy to pay you for your time." So I looked at that and said, "No, I can't help you because really, uh, there there what you've disclosed to them uh, makes it impossible for us to." Week anything, and we can't even file the new one because they will have this one on record with the refusal. So I told them, "Sorry, what we could have done for you cannot be done anymore." So, so that's 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 the process thing. There are essentially two types of expenses that accompany trademark registration. The mm-hmm. first part is the government fees. Right, so the government takes your money uh, to, <laughs> uh, to yeah to to do something for you because so trademarks you you're right in a trademark arises and let me rephrase that you're right in a registered trademark arises because the government says okay here's some paper that you can show to anybody including the judges in our courts and they will confirm that you own this trademark okay and so that's what they take your money for it. So it's called government fees. And okay. the structure for those fees can be different from country to country. Uh, but the idea is the same. Government will take your money regardless of who does your trademark, whether it's us, whether it's in another law firm, whether you do it yourself. Government fees are there regardless. Okay. And government fees uh, in Canada are $450 f- per trademark. Um, And government fees, let's say in the U.S., are based a little bit differently because unlike Canada – actually, I should say it differently. Canada is the only country that does not have this, right? So in Canada, government fees are based on um, per-application basis. Everywhere else, they've broken down all goods and services that hypothetically exist into 45 classes, so there are 34 classes of products or goods, as they call them, and 11 classes of services. So for example, when you file your trademark in US, you need to specify for which class that trademark should be registered. So if you do, let's say um, let's say you're a bookkeeping company and you also do webinars on financial stability and you write books and you have software. That helps you. That you sell to help your, you know, customers do their own okay. bookkeeping, right? Good example, so you would be then filing your trademark in all of those classes, saying, okay, so accounting services, uh, providing information, uh, you know, seminars. Software, so all of those would be in different classes, and for each of those classes, you would have to pay a separate government fee in the states, and and the, the government fee in the states is uh, depending on whether you file online with you know one or the other of their systems is around three hundred dollars, right? So okay. the government fees could could stack up to something you know more or less noticeable, uh, but again, going back to is it expensive compared to what? Right? Yeah, so this so that's, it actually, that
1: actually it, it actually doesn't sound that part of it so far. That's fine.
3: Yep. So the second part is what you would pay to somebody who would help you do this correctly, right? If you do it yourself, you don't have to pay yourself, so that's free. Uh, but you know changing your own tires and pulling your own teeth is also free but most people (laughs) for
1: some reason decide not to do that i was gonna say i was gonna say free if you don't value your time and longtime listeners know i'm a huge fan of hiring professionals to take care of things and i outsource you know all the obvious stuff graphics website design writing video production audio all that stuff and And that's why you're so
3: successful and that 's why this this whole thing is so successful because you don't spend your entire life and your twenty four hours in a day trying to do something that can be done by somebody else more efficiently
1: absolutely and in fact, Dan Locke mentioned that uh, th- th- that evening he says if you 're mowing your own lawn, stop <laughs> yeah, get somebody else to mow your lawn this your example is of course a little bit more on the professional services side, but definitely uh, uh, the value of hiring somebody that does this day in, day in, day in, day out as a professional service. Of uh, course, yeah. that's it has got to be the way a, a business owner would go. Yeah. So
3: let's assume you decided to have somebody do that for you. And uh, there, there are several ways to do that. Uh, so essentially, there are online filing companies that will take a little bit of your money, file your application, and then you're on your own, or they will then Forward you to to uh, a law firm that they're affiliated with to fix your your application, and at that point in time, you're you're, you're paying them hourly rates. Uh, very similar situation with other law firms. Uh, they have part of partially flat fees, and then part part, part uh, flat fees to file, flat fees when your application is allowed, but everything in the middle, most likely, it's going to be hourly rates. And really, we even. Uh, put out a report uh, that cover that that covers five common ripoffs uh, or five common ways you can get ripped off uh, if uh, you know using uh, law firms or online filing companies to file your trademarks. And that re- report uh, you can get at ripoffs dot com. You know very simple one pager uh, where you can just download that re- report and it covers all of those things. so what I did when I when I came to Canada and started my firm, uh, obviously I found myself in a situation when I was in a new country with a new language with a new culture with no friends and no connections <laughs> and I wanted to be a successful lawyer right and I realized very quickly that it's not about my ability to provide a great service. It's about my ability to package that service in a way that business owners would understand and want to pay for. Yes. And, and and, and you know, to me, I'm the, the perfect example, and I don't want to get too political, but I will a little bit.
1: <laughs> uh, you are a lawyer. I, You're allowed to.
3: I, I'm, I'm the perfect <laughs> example of why Marx was wrong because he said that labor has inherent value bullshit <laughs> you know, in in Russia, I was you know top five IP lawyer I was working with the biggest international law firm uh, wor- working for all those huge clients you know, as that you mentioned apple Microsoft j k Rowling you know dreamWorks, and I was doing work unsupervised you know, I was working directly with those clients. so when I came to Canada, I realized that i was I was finding it very difficult to find somebody who wanted to hire me to trust me with, you know, $500 deals, right? And Mm. did I suddenly forget everything that I knew? No, I know exactly the same, if not more now. Uh, But very quickly, I realized that it's all about marketing. It's all about packaging. It's all about building the business of law rather than just being a lawyer. So I was going on that On on that trend, trying to figure out a way to make trademarking uh, appeal to business owners. And uh, this is how I came up with the idea of the Trademark Factory. So Trademark Factory is an absolutely unique way to register trademarks because we have a flat fee. So all-inclusive, single flat fee that covers everything from start to finish. Remember I named all those seven steps? Yeah. So with us, you get one number one invoice in the beginning of a process that will cover everything. If it takes us three hours or 300 hours to, to deal with your application, your price stays the same. We're not going to get back to you and say, hey, you know what? It just became a little bit more complicated than we thought. Here's the invoice. And this is really what you're getting from everybody else but not us. Okay. Uh, and, and the second part that I came up with is 100% money-back guarantee that nobody in the industry offers. So let's say we do the work for you. We tell you that the, your, your trademark is registrable. So give us your money. You give us your money and then say, whoops, it didn't work. Uh, this is, again, what you're going to get from everybody else. But with us, not only are you going to get whoops and we're sorry, you're also going to get all your money back. Wow. Uh, so so the numbers. The numbers uh, actually it really depends on the perception. I think they're very affordable. So with us, it's a 1989 Canadian per trademark application in Canada yep. plus tax plus government fees. So really when a business owner tells me, oh, you know what, I've been running this business for a year and a half. I think we have a good brand, but I'm not sure if something I want to do. Something really? You you don't have and so the you know RFE plus government fee comes to about twenty five hundred dollars. You're spending more on car insurance and coffee. And when you're telling me that this is something you can't afford, I know that they're not serious about their business. They're they're running a time consuming hobby.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Very interesting. Uh, I, you know, the flat fee idea is. Uh, how did you come up with that? Because I, I, you know, we've all. I think a lot of most listeners have probably hired a lawyer or two in their in their time. And you'd mentioned it earlier that all of you know the hourly rate kicks in, and yeah. you know it could be two hundred, three, four hundred bucks an hour, and they have no tr- trouble charging a buck a photocopy still, and things like that. So I can appreciate the flat rate. Where where did you come up with the idea?
3: Uh, well, it's actually, uh, was finding a way to package something that I could understand because look, when we file trademark applications for our clients here, we kind of do everything ourselves, but mm-hmm. some of our clients, some, some Canadian clients, for example, need to get their trademarks filed outside Canada in the U S where we can file directly. So, uh, we were contacting people. Let's say in EU, we need to file in EU, and what's going to happen? They're going to send you a three-page schedule of fees, listing all of those little things. And I, as a lawyer, as experienced doing this, sometimes can't really tell what I'm going to pay, and that's insane to expect that a business owner will be able to do that. And if you, you know, open Google or Yellow Pages and you know, find top fifty or doesn't matter top hundred, all all firms in Canada and the US that do trademarks and you call them up and say, hey, how much is it gonna cost me? What they're gonna do is they're gonna send you their schedule of fees. It could be one page, two pages, three pages. <laughs> and, and, and 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 you by looking at them, you won't be able to tell if the whole thing is going to cost you six hundred dollars or six thousand dollars in the end. Because well they're going to say well look we can't know exactly what's going to happen with your application because of the trademark examiner may do this and may do that and you're with them you're buying their time with us you're buying the result and to me that that was really the evolution of my thinking as a lawyer uh because I wanted to create something that uh that works for our clients because we're, we're in this for a long time. We want to build relationships. And to me, the best testimonial for our process and my firm is the number of people who keep coming back for more and more and more trademarks with us. Uh, to me, that's really the best uh, Testimonial, like i said
1: that we're doing something right you bet you bet interesting very very interesting now i'm here with andre minkoff intellectual property lawyer and best-selling author of the ultimate insider's guide to intellectual property and i'm going to ask andre about some common trademarking ripoffs something he alluded to earlier what they are and how you can avoid them right after the break
0: more affiliate buzz coming up (coughs) after we hear from our
2: sponsors building better search engine rankings takes the right formula tracking those rankings is super simple all you need is authoritylabs.com Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools no matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking you should be using Authority Labs unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com.
0: Time now to hear some more affiliate buzz on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's James and Arlene.
1: Arlene is away today. However, I'm here with Andre Minkoff, intellectual property lawyer, and the best-selling author of "The Ultimate Insider's Guide to Intellectual Property." Now, any any final thoughts before we talk about some of these ripoffs uh, when it comes to uh, you know maybe uh, your services or um, anything that just comes to mind? Well,
3: a po- well, one of them actually is connected to the ripoff. So, what we do? So, here's another thing that separates us from everybody else who does the same thing, we offer free trademark search. So what it means is that you can, and it's not just the automated computer search that you can get online. You actually get real people, trademark agents and attorneys, look at what you want to trademark, do the search through through the online database and create a report and walk you through that report over the phone and you're paying absolutely nothing, and it's risk-free, no strings attached. Obviously, we want to do this to show you uh, the level of service that you're going to get from us. So we we would hope that if the trademark that you came up with is registrable, you're going to do it with us, but there's really no obligation on your end. And the, the, the easiest way to request that search from us for Canada or the States uh, is to go to uh, free tm so FreeTMSearch.com. it will open a specific page on the trademark factory website but it, the easiest way to get there is through FreeTMSearch.com. so request that search from us we're going to do the search and uh that's uh that's really the the first step
1: yeah, that's great. So let's let's talk about some common uh, trademarking ripoffs that you see. I know you have a report on this, and you've got it. You mentioned it earlier, trademarkripoffs.com. dot com. But uh, give us a kind of a flavor what people need to w- watch out for. Sure, sure. And 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 so most of these ripoffs are based on the
3: assumption that business owners don't know how trademarking works, and this is why those three page schedule of fees are so efficient. Because when you get those, you think, oh, it's likely not going to apply to me. So how much do they charge for filing? Oh, $499. Okay, I get that. That's something they're going to need. And you kind of assume that it's it and everything else is just for somebody else. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so the, the, the first ripoff is that responding to Office Actions is typically not included in the price. So filing your application is not the same as having your application seen from beginning to the end. So always ask: Does the quoted price cover unlimited responses to office actions and uh, examiner's objections? That question alone could save you thousands and thousands of dollars. I have, you know, dozens of horror stories from business owners who. Uh, came to me saying, I wish we'd known about you before because what they've started as $500 application ended up costing them $4,000, $5,000, $6,000 because of those extra fees and invoices. Uh, The second ripoff is filing applications for unregisterable trademarks. And here's the thing, Uh, if you're a lawyer who's charging by the hour to to deal with trademark examiner, what incentive do you have to do to file your application? That's perfect, and that the only additional work you need to do is tell the client, "Oh, everything went through perfectly. We're done." You have no incentive <laughs> to do that.
1: Nope. Right? No.
3: I'm. I'm not saying that all law firms are evil and that they deliberately do a poor job following an application. I'm not saying this because that would not be true. So I'm not accusing them of this. But all I'm saying is they don't have an incentive to do it right either, other than, you know, just being good people and trying to do good work. With us, it's not just that. We we Our interests are aligned with the clients because, you know, if – we do the, the application and we do everything right the first time, our margins are pretty great, right? This is why we can uh, sustain this at $2,000, right? 1989. Uh, but if there is something that, that, we, that becomes problematic in the, in, in the long run, essentially we're not making any money on that client. And we, we had a few applications like this where we spent, you know, 50 40 hours on the, on the file. We hate this file. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So our interests are exactly the same with the clients because we want to make sure that everything gets done right, done properly uh, for, for, from, from the first time. So again, always ask the question, am I paying for just the filing or for the entire thing? Third ripoff is that registration fee is not included in the price. Again, same thing. Are we only paying for the filing or for the entire thing? Yes. Right. Um, So there's so many additional charges that you can be invoiced for. Uh, where we've listed some of them, uh, and they actually take two pages in the report. So you know, initial consultation, direct hit search, registrability search, verifying, reporting, filing, and proof. All of that stuff. We do it for you as well, but we don't charge you for it because it's all included. They would uh charge you for that. And unless you know uh, what to expect, this will probably come as a surprise and this is why business owners feel ripped off. Right? It's not so when I call this rip-off, it's not that they didn't tell you. They told you you just didn't listen. You didn't know how to read that schedule of fees. Yes. So every time you're gonna say, Oh, you didn't tell me because no, 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 no. We yeah. sent Cha-ching. you the Schedule of fees and it was in the agreement, right? Right. Do we do this for you? Yes. Here's the invoice, right? Yes. Uh, and so the, uh, the the final ripoff is the, that nobody offers money back guarantee. To me, I'm really passionate about this. Trademarking is binary. You either get your trademark registered or you don't. Nobody is hiring a trademark lawyer uh, for the time that the lawyer is going to expend delivering a service of registering a trademark. Nobody really gives a damn how long it takes, right? What they're interested in is whether it gets done or not. So to me, uh, offering the guarantee was a logical step for something that's binary. If we can't deliver the result that we promised you that we will, I find that it's proper to give you your money back, right? Uh, Well, granted, uh, if you ask us to register something that's not trademarkable and we tell you, look, this cannot be done, but you still, still tell us, well, I want you to do it anyway, then obviously we're not going to give you the, the, the money back and we're not suicidal. But if we lured you in, we took your money and told you, we can do this and we couldn't, you get all your money back. So again, whenever you go, if you for some weird reason uh, you decide to use somebody else, ask them. If it doesn't go through, well, I get my money back?
1: This report, I actually have this report open in front of me, the uh, five trademarking ripoffs. And uh, listeners are, you know, they're used to putting together very good reports for their own websites. And I must say, this is absolutely a gorgeous report. It's 16 pages long. It's called Five Trademarking Ripoffs You Should Avoid. I'd highly recommend uh, everybody download a copy of this at uh, trademarkripoffs.com. ripoffscom uh, you also mentioned a free trademark search uh, which is available at free and then also and I'll share these these again uh, in a in, you know towards the end of the show here but uh, you've also have another report uh, we've kind of pulled from it a little bit for our conversation today eight mm-hmm. da- uh, eight dangerous myths about trademark registration another beautiful report and this one's uh, actually 34 four pages long uh, and I would recommend all business owners you know not only download this report but print it and put it in uh, in your your business binder for sure so uh, and that's available at trademark mythscom so gain the three sites free trademark search uh, is available at free TM eight dangerous Myths about trademark registration available at trademarkmyths.com and five trademarking ripoffs you should avoid also available uh, or available at trademark ripoffs.com. And I'll make sure all of these are linked up in the show notes at jamesmartel.com uh, forward slash uh, 369. Sorry, com forward slash AB for affiliate buzz 369. Thank now,
3: James, uh, w- w- one other one that you know, if listeners want to know a bit more about our, you know, store in our firm, trademarkfactory.ca is really the main website for the service. Right. So
1: trademarkfactory.ca. Perfect, perfect, so let's do this we've got we've got a few minutes uh, left here I'd like to dig into what we call the uh, speed run I'll get a chance to ask you uh, you know kind of offer some final thoughts and advice after uh, we dig in though but this is fun this is something that uh, we always enjoy doing uh, we never prepare the guests or let them know that we're gonna do this and it's basically real quick ten questions that uh, we always dive through just to kind of get to know you a little bit better so question number one.
3: Windows or Mac? Both. I use Mac for my music. I use uh, Windows for uh, my office. Do so you like music? So Mac for that.
1: Yeah. There you go. How's how's? I guess it's uh, probably from your father, who is, uh, of course, the, the famous composer you mentioned earlier. Yes. So. Of course, we talk to a lot of internet marketers and business owners here, and we, we happen to attend a large number of events. Do you have any events that you attend that uh, would you know you would think a business owner should also attend?
3: I I think recently, Denlocks uh, meetup uh, is certainly right there in the top. You bet. Uh, the other one I often go to is Metastiffen's uh, uh, Internet Masterminds Group. It's a ton of great guests, and yeah. uh, you can learn a ton of useful stuff there. You bet. Um, Both great,
1: great conferences. So, yeah, great probably, probably these two. Okay. Do you have a favorite success quote, and if so, what is it?
3: I have tons of them. I, I can't come up with one uh, right on the uh, uh, top of my head, no.
1: Okay. Just put that aside. Do you have a favorite dream car?
3: Several. One of them being uh, Audi R8.
1: Audi R8. That's a beautiful car. Are you a dog or cat person? Cat.
3: <laughs> I'm. I'm. I'm terrified of dogs. I was a kid when I was a kid four times by a tiny little fox terrier. <laughs> I uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of dogs ever
1: since. Favorite business book? The Myth. Michael Gerber. Yeah. Love that book. But
3: Absolutely. you know what? I, I've. I've. In in the last few years, I've read more books than than I've read in my entire life, and you know the library is always growing. You know Dan Kennedy's books are amazing. Bill To Sell is amazing. You know there's so many great books out there, but if I had to pick one, it'd be uh, it'd be a myth.
1: Yeah, terrific. So we uh, we are unfortunately are coming up against the clock. We've got just under a minute left. If you would. Uh, and i 'd like to say first off, thank you so much for being so generous uh, with your information, uh, but share some final thoughts uh, if you would for business owners on in the, you know on the topic of trademarking
3: it 's kind of the thought that I was tr- trying to convey from the very beginning uh, believe if, if you as a business owner must believe that you are capable of becoming great, uh, that you are capable and that you deserve of building a legacy and that mind really is, mindset is necessary to get any success and if you do have that mindset really I won't need to do any convincing for you to understand that a brand is really important and because as anything that's important, you need to protect it. You need to treasure it. You need to cherish it. And the way to do it uh, for tra- for brands is to trademark them. And we'll be happy to work with you, helping you to help you, do it, helping you do that and achieve your dream.
1: I can see, unfortunately, we are out of time. Uh, I'll make sure all four of those websites are clearly linked up at jamesmartel.com forward slash AB369. If you haven't done so already, uh, consider leaving us a review. It helps, of course, uh, people to discover the show, and you can do so at jamesmartel.com forward slash iTunes. Uh, Andre, thanks again, and to our listeners, thanks for listening to another edition of the Affiliate Buzz.
2: Thank you, James. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
3: at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.